You know, there's a lot of parsing that can be done from a lot of different quotes that have been given over the past 72 hours, most of them related in some form or other to Matt Canada. I honestly don't care what they say about him or what he says about them. Because that's not the problem. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Steelers versus Browns tomorrow night in Cleveland. I'll be heading up there, obviously. I don't miss a game. Don't miss anything. In my eyes, like I'm guessing pretty much the entirety of the nation's eyes, that's nation with a capital N, by the way, will be focused on this pathetic offense. And as such, meaning the offense being pathetic, I'm going to level with you here. They're not worthy of bantering back and forth about narratives. Here's why I say this. When Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback, Todd Haley was the coordinator. There was all kinds of back and forth. Ben would always find a way to take some kind of shot. And on occasion, one time in particular, I remember in Dallas, he'd actually make eye contact with me after a certain snarky answer. Not snarky aimed at me, but snarky at the coordinator to make double damn sure that I picked up the snark in it. And that mattered. Why? Because Ben was headed to Canton, and Haley, for whatever his many, many flaws were, on and off the field, was a coordinator who presided over a productive offense. Those Pittsburgh teams were let down by the other side of the football, meaning with A.B. and Lev and all those guys. So when they went back and forth, it felt legitimately newsworthy because it felt relevant. This? My goodness. The only thing anybody should be talking about as it relates to what Canada has to say, what Mitch Trubisky has to say, what Deontay Johnson has to say, what Chase Claypool has to say, is that the whole thing is very bad, particularly as it relates to a bad coordinator overseeing a bad quarterback both of whom would and should be replaced sooner rather than later. They don't get to have drama. They aren't worthy of drama. But I feel like in Pittsburgh, we've gotten so used to it because of what I just mentioned and because of, I mean, AB alone was a drama factory that we look at this and say, hey, this might be the problem. Maybe it's that they're not on the same page. Oh, yeah, that's it. Or Trubisky can't call audibles, as everyone confirmed yesterday. And uh, the coordinator's not listening to this. It doesn't matter. That's that's pure obfuscation. That's all it is. Neither Canada nor Trubisky is any good at what it is that he actually does. Do not lose sight of that. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more.
But hey, since drama is what everybody lives for, at least a lot of people do, this was Canada's reply yesterday when asked at the coordinator session why the Steelers haven't thrown deep so far through two games. Well, obviously, there's opportunities down the field that we've got to make. And you know, I'm not, I think Coach said the same. I'm not, we're not going to stand up here and go through play by play what happened and all those things. That's, you know, we as me and us as a staff, and we'll take it all. And we're going to keep getting Mitch in a position to make plays. And we have to do that. We'll continue to do that until we win. If you're unfamiliar with how his press gatherings go, that's it right there. Question asked, question not close to being answered, a lot of hemming and hawing, some visible resentment that anyone would ask, and then he looks around for the next question that he won't answer. Now, I'm not ever suggesting that any coaches, whether they're coordinators, assistants, or all the way up to the head coach, have to be treated like they're in Guantanamo Bay. They're not required to give us answers that we want. And as reporters, believe me, you get that real early in the process. But does this guy really think the way he appears to act that he's above it? Wow. Because now you're entering into some completely different territory here. Now you're talking about delusion. And that's dangerous. That's a dangerous element to introduce into any scenario. Because if you think you're above it, if you think that you're not the problem, when in fact, almost everyone associated with that offense is the problem, there's no cure for that, my friends. And you know what? The quarterback's not that far off on it either. Much nicer guy makes a much greater effort to answer questions and all that other stuff, but he's not coming up with answers either. I like to throw the ball down the field. Um, why I haven't, given the, the certain looks, especially early in the game, I can't tell you exactly why, but we're looking for that. I'm looking for that. I like to throw the ball down the field. I think every quarterback, like deep down in the heart, likes to throw their ball as far as they can down the football field and watch their playmakers go up and get it. So uh, we're looking for that, and we got to look for the right opportunity, right timing. Um, and it's just having that aggressive mindset and, and, and coming down with those plays. So uh, we want to throw the ball down the yard, but we got to be smart about it. And, and it's all about completing. In fact, I'd argue that Trubisky would probably be better off just saying instead of, uh, you know, this we could be calling this kind of play or no, I'm not allowed to make audibles or anything else that sounds like a transference and just answering every question with, you know what, I haven't been very good. Okay, I have checked down as soon as the ball is snapped. I haven't surveyed the field. I looked at the film. I saw there were receivers open all over creation. I've been inaccurate. I've been erratic. And for some bizarre reason, I continuously run out of bounds for self-inflicted sacks. That's something that's meaningful. But if you want to get into coordinator versus quarterback drama i'm sorry you've got to first show me a coordinator and a quarterback who are worth that when we come back j1q of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are 
the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Eric, and he asks, DK, I watch most NFL games, and I see receivers making uncontested catches all over the place. The last two years, it seems almost every pass that either Ben or Mitch has made requires some kind of combat catch to be successful. Now, you've covered the Steelers not using the middle of the field as a problem. But if you had to pick one main reason for this in general, would it be A, Mitch not finding the open guy, B, Canada's offense, or C, receivers not getting enough separation? It's likely a combination, but is there one main reason? Okay, you got me on that last one, Eric, because I was about to say it's all of them to an extent, to an extent. I don't think anyone in their right mind would argue that Deontay Johnson, for example, can't gain separation. All you got to do is watch him. He's elite, I believe, at moving his feet, displaying lateral quickness, and creating vital separation. There have been analytics to support that in the past. I haven't checked them from the first two games of this season. If you watch the games, there's no way you're wondering if Claypool is getting open. He doesn't get great separation. He never really has, but he gets more than enough that if you trust him, if you see that he's NFL open, as the football people like to say, you got to hit him. And Pickens, again, This is from watching the film. Pickens ran routes perfectly. Pickens ran routes as if he had a prayer of having the ball thrown to him. And I give this kid enormous credit on that count alone. So let's take your C and put it way, way, way at the bottom of your list. Your A and your B are tied. They're in a dead heat. The coordinator can't write a route tree to save his life. The Steelers receivers run very, very, very predictable, boring patterns. I mentioned Pickens. You should see his tree from that game Sunday. It was a straight bleeping line other than a couple of wheels and little things that he did, but he'd still end up in the same spot. He was dressed up to be a decoy. That was what this coordinator thought was a good usage of this extraordinary potential talent. Just send him out there as a decoy so that we can throw all these underneath checkdowns. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me that anyone's, to go back to the beginning segment here, that anyone's making some kind of drama out of this. There's no, he's not worthy of a drama. He's not worthy of it. All you do with that guy is you tell him to go on with his life's work somewhere else. That's it. And Mitch can't see them. Mitch also can't, and I don't hear anybody talking about this, but Mitch also can't pass people open. And if you don't know what that means, I'm trying to think of a a good parallel here for this that might be even better than football. It, It might be basketball, where you 
you throw a pass to an area where you're pretty sure that someone should be or is going to be, and that person, sure enough, ends up gliding right into the path. There's more to it than that, obviously, but a person can become open based on where the ball or the puck, depending on your sport, goes. Mario Lemieux in hockey was beyond brilliant at this. He would make a pass that was something even the other party wasn't anticipating, but Mario knew it would get him open. He would just put it into an open area of ice, and there came the recipient. Kenny Pickett, again, with the obvious disclaimer that he's never taken a snap in the NFL in anger, he's got that history to his game. And we saw that in the preseason. We saw him come in after Mitch, after Mason Rudolph. And again, whether it's second or third teamers or whatever, a trait is a trait. And he would just put the ball in a certain spot that would allow the receiver to run under it, to run to daylight. I see none of that level of instinct in Trubisky's game. So there, I, I, I got you your answer, right? A and B are tied. C is miles down the list. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who puts up with Daily Shot of Steelers the week after a loss. I'm not sure how you do, other than maybe turning your volume down a little bit. We're going to have one more of these tomorrow, and then I am headed up to Cleveland to watch the latest Canada Trubisky drama unfold off the field. Give me a break.